Coming up, were you happy with the D-backs effort on Saturday but disappointed on Sunday? We're talking about the weekend slate of games against the New York Mets before our Monday crossover with Sully Baseball of Locked On MLB. He has a very passionate rant about the LA Angels, so we're breaking it all down for you next. You are Locked On Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day you're listening to the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 from my personal account, or just look up Lockdown Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. And hey, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, we'll talk to Sully Baseball of Lockdown MLB for our Monday crossover, bringing down the muddled American League, and he wants to talk about the AL West, specifically the LA Angels, because he has, uh, Sully's got an all-time rant about the LA Angels coming up, the Anaheim Angels, but before we talk about, you know, the American League and non-D-back stuff, let's first talk about the D-backs weekend of baseball, because they lost the Mets 1-2 this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I'm mostly going to be talking about Saturday and Sunday's games, because before the weekend games against the New York Mets started on Friday's pod, I talked about things that I was keeping my eye on during this series against the Mets, so let's see if the D-backs addressed any of the things I was keeping my eye on heading into this series. So, the first thing, how does Nick Ahmed look? He made his return, I believe he debuted on Friday for his 2022 season debut, and he didn't look too bad this weekend. Offensively, he started really slow. He didn't get his first hit till Sunday, where he got two hits, including an RBI double, but defensively, he looks back to being the normal Nick Ahmed, which is not surprising at all because as long as that guy has a heartbeat, he's going to be a defensive wizard in Major League Baseball. How does Perdomo look at third base was another question I had, and we really didn't get a chance to see Perdomo at third base, but we did get to see him start at second base on Sunday with Ketel Marte on the bench because that man has been struggling, but Perdomo looked really good at second base. I thought he looked really comfortable as a one-two punch with not Nick Ahmed up the middle. Um, if Ketel Marte's ever out for an extended period of time, I think that's going to be an elite defensive combo up the middle, Perdomo, Nick Ahmed. Uh, and Perdomo also got a couple hits this series as well. So good job by Perdomo because even though he's batting like 150, his OBP is almost 400. So Perdomo is at least getting on base. 
Number three, how much overall is the defense improved with Nick Ahmed now playing? Well, not much because the defense really sucked this weekend. There's still just too many defensive liabilities across the diamond. So even though Nick Ahmed is back, he can't play every defensive position. So the defense is still bad even with Nick Ahmed returning to the lineup. Number four, can the offense put up more than six runs total against the New York Mets? Well, they were able to do that because in the first two games of the series, they put up 10 runs. Now they were pretty quiet on Sunday, but considering how they looked in the first two games, I wish they would have pulled out Friday's game because that was in their grasp. They could have definitely won that game, but they weren't able to pull it out. But overall, you can't be too disappointed with the D-backs offense this weekend. It has definitely turned up just a little bit. You wish they would have came through with more big-time hits on Sunday where it wasn't able to convert any of their opportunities or runners to scoring position. They still struggle with that this season, but at least they were able to put up five runs apiece both Friday and Saturday. So the offense is starting to come around because number five of the thing I was keeping my eye on, will anyone break out of their slump? And I think there's at least two players that are starting to heat up in this D-backs lineup outside of Seth Beer. One is Dalton Varsho, who had at least one hit in every game of the series. And the second is Paven Smith, who had multi-hit games in both the first two games of the series against the New York Mets. So I think both of them are looking really good right now at the plate. And I want to see how I want to see how they continue to progress because Varsho, we know, had a huge second half last year. And Paven Smith, I mean, say what you want, but usually his batting average is pretty good, pretty Good, you know, in the National League on this D-backs team. Like, his batting average is going to sit there maybe top 15-ish in the National League. He was kind of around that last season with his 267 average or whatever it is. So, because he's so good as a contact hitter, he's always going to have a pretty decent average. Even if the power's not there and I want him to get on base more, you can at least count on Paven Smith hitting around 270 and just putting together good at bats at the plate, which I think he's been doing, and Dalton Varsho's been doing that as well. So I like how these two are playing right now offensively. And the number six, the last question I had entering the series, I was keeping my eye on can Ian Kennedy get back on track? And he was able to do that this weekend, pitch a scoreless eighth inning on Saturday, two strikeouts, and 70% of his pitches were strikes. So all my questions were basically answered this weekend for good or for bad. All of them were pretty answered. All of them were pretty much answered. So at least got to see the things I want to keep my eye on. At least they were all addressed this weekend. But how about some positives and negatives? Let's go one. I got two big positives I want to talk about. And then one big negative from this weekend that I want to talk about. And the two positives I want to hit on quickly. Madison Bumgarner and the bullpen not blowing it Saturday because Madison Bumgarner continues to look really good to start the 2022 season. Thank you, Brent Strong, because on Sunday I was at the game and I thought Madison Bumgarner, as I like to say, that cutter was cutting through the cutter 49% of the time on Sunday. He induced eight ground balls to two fly balls. His final stat line was five innings pitch, zero earned runs, zero walks, and four strikeouts. It was the first game all year where I felt like he really didn't have the shakies. There's really not an inning where I was like, oh, okay, Madison Bumgarner kind of running into trouble here. Um, He was pretty good and pretty efficient throughout the entire game, kind of moved quickly throughout the innings, never really got into any trouble outside of errors by his defense. So really impressed by Madison Bumgarner. I thought he was, I thought it was his best start of the season, in my opinion. I thought his command looked the best. He was locating his pitches. I thought he was very effective. Of course, that velocity continues to go down basically with every start, but his reliance on the cutter, he doesn't really need that fastball anymore. He's going a lot of cutter 
curveball and then using that fastball as kind of, you know, a changeup pitch. So I really like what I'm seeing from Madison Bumgarner so far. I love the impact Brent Strom has had on him during this early part of the season. I apologize if I sound nasally as well. My nose is really clogged right now with allergy season. And the last positive I want to mention, Saturday, after after Humberto Castellanos came out with five innings pitch, I was like, all right, two-run ball game, four innings left. This is usually the typical game last season that the D-backs bullpen would have blown, but they did not do that Saturday. Noah Ramirez, Joe Mantiply. I always say his name weird. I never know how to pronounce it. Mantiply, Mantiply, whatever his name is. I'm sorry, Joe, but you were great on Saturday. You got the save. Ian Candy came in, like I said before, pitched a scoreless eighth. And Kyle Nelson, this dude has been a revelation for the D-backs this season. He's had like six outings and has yet to give up an earned run. So really impressed with the D-backs bullpen on Saturday. They did not lose that game. So those are my two Big positives from this D-backs weekend, but my big negative, something we've touched on a whole bunch and just kind of danced around on this podcast so far in segment number one, the defense has been terrible. and There's just too many weak defenders around the diamond. I like Nick Ahmed and Geraldo Perdomo a lot. I think those are two best defenders, especially up the middle, but Alcantara, he's been up and down. A fantastic defensive play Saturday night to end the game, but Oh, what was that? Yeah, Saturday night to end the game, but not good on Sunday. I mean, he had a throwing error in the first inning that led to a score. He also had a play later in the game where he couldn't make the play at third base that led to a run as well. So Alcantara was up and down. I thought he's been a very good defensive play because he makes some eye-popping, wow, defensive plays, and then he messes up. Same with Jose Herrera, who's made some fantastic defensive plays this season, but on an attempt to steal by starting Marte going down to third, he just kind of threw the ball away, and Marte ended up scoring there. Then Ketel Marte, Saturday night, had an error in the seventh inning. Thankfully, it didn't lead to any runs, but it was a close ball game, and you don't want to see that. So I thought the defense was really shaky and really poor this weekend, and it has not looked good outside of the Nick Ahmeds and Perdomos. It has not looked good. And Paven Smith has been an issue in right field. That arm of Paven Smith has been an issue. I think hitters are really keying in. If we hit a double to right field, maybe we should test and try to go to third base. Or if we hit a really hard line drive to right field, maybe we should test it out and try to get to second base for a double because of Paven Smith's arm. So I think he's something, his arm and his defense is something you have to watch as the season progresses because maybe the D-backs move him around the diamond. Maybe they try to put him more at first base and platoon with Christian Walker because Paven Smith offensively has been really good and impressive this season. But defensively, he's a pretty big time liability so I want to see how the D-backs utilize him the rest of the season but from this D-backs weekend of games against the New York Mets the offense continues to improve we just need to be more clutch Bumgarner looked great I didn't even talk about Zach Allen he looked phenomenal in his second start but the bullpen and defense a a little shaky great on Saturday terrible on Sunday please no more Alvar Perez that dude is cooked his ERA is probably like I I don't think he got an earned run today because it came off an error lucky for Alvar Perez but his ERA is like a 17 please get him off the roster because he has not been an effective reliever this season. Now we'll talk to Sully Baseball about the LA Angels because he's got a whole rant about them and wanting them to make the postseason. But if the Angels want to make the postseason, they need to recruit better pitchers. And the best place to recruit people for your business is LinkedIn because with spring in the air, it's time for renewal and growth personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. 
Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who do you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, it's early, but it's still interesting when you start seeing the American League all bunched up right out of the gate. And a legend got 3,000 hits, and a new legend is budding in Seattle. It must be Monday. It must be time to do a crossover with Lockdown MLB and Lockdown Diamondbacks. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to the Locked On MLB Crossover Show. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Right over there, boom, if you watch me on the YouTubes, that's Miller Thomas. This show's being dropped on the 25th day of April 2022. We are in late April, folks. Pretty soon we can't say, hey, it's only April. We can all relax. But it's never too early to overreact to the scoreboard because, as I said before, these games mean just as much. Hey, thanks so much for making Lockdown MLB or Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen. Your second listen, that should be the other one. We're available for free wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at Twitter at Sully Baseball, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. You can follow the show at Lockdown MLB Pods. Hey, Miller Thomas, where can people find you? Hey, at Creator Thomas24 for my personal account or look up Lockdown Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. All right, cool. Well, look, at we are recording this. It's uh, Sunday evening. The The Sunday night baseball game has not ended. But there's some interesting things have developed over the last few games, the uh, last few days in, uh, in the world of baseball, uh, not the least of which is that there are some divisions in baseball that are stumbling and bumbling out of the gate, which – Again, it's incredibly early, but when you consider how tight the American League is going to be, the fact that some of these teams are stumbling out of the gate early, that's going to come back and haunt some teams in September when they're desperately trying to make up for games. They're going to think back to this part of the season and think, what were we thinking? How do we not pull that game out? Yeah, and you look at some of those teams right now. The Red Sox are a team that just been getting uh, very unlucky with some of these games. I mean, the, what they've been walked off like two or three times already by the Yankees and Rays this season. That Astros offense, I mean, maybe they're missing Carlos Correa, but at the same time, Correa has been an invisible man himself in Minnesota, so you can't really say that. So you look at some of these American League teams, and 
it's really kind of all bunched up right now. Like even as bad as the Red Sox are, they're still only like three games back from first place. The Astros are still in it as well. No one has really separated themselves in the American League. No one really in baseball has separated themselves. I mean, it could go across baseball. The NL West is pretty tight. Really, the only team that's kind of separating themselves from their division right now is the New York Mets, and you could say, well, they faced the Diamondbacks twice already this season, so that was like five guaranteed wins right there. So you look Wait, what? Face- You're calling the game against the Diamondbacks a guaranteed win? What are you uh, saying? I know. What are you I'm, saying? I'm the lockdown Diamondbacks guy. I shouldn't throw my team under the bus like that, and I think they're getting better. That offense is starting to pick up. They're going to be the only team in baseball with three starters in the top 10 in ERA. Thank you, Brent Strom, Bumgarner, Gallon, Merrill Kelly have been phenomenal so far this season. Bumgarner, that cutter was cutting today, but you look across the landscape of baseball it's pretty much all bunched up outside the new york mets and the nle so um yeah you would have liked to see a hotter start probably if you're the astros the red sox but at the same time there's still a lot of baseball left to be played and these divisions are very close yeah and the reason why i i just ridiculously bring up the close divisions at this point this ridiculously early part of the year is for that purpose that i keep hitting like a drum that these are games you don't have to make up later those games become so precious down the stretch. You got to squeeze a win out here. You got to squeeze a win out there. I'm looking around. You mentioned the Minnesota Twins. We're not off to a great start. They're an even 500. Congratulations. They're in first place by themselves mm-hmm. in the American League Central right now. The Chicago White Sox began the season 6-2. and two. They are now 6-9 and nine in the middle of a seven-game losing streak. Then they are one game back in the loss column of first place. Look, it, it's never the right time to drop a week of games. I know it's April, but you can't drop a week of games in an airtight American League. And, you know, look, it, I think the White Sox are going to win that division mm-hmm. because I think they're better than this. They got off to a great start. They had a great first week and a grotesque second week. I think that it will even out. But at the beginning of the year, I thought the Twins were better than people thought they were. Remember, they're just a couple of years removed of a 100-some-odd win season and winning back-to-back division titles. They had one bad year last year. So in order for there to be a surprise team and the Twins to have a comeback, it behooves them to get out of the gate well. And eight and eight is not necessarily getting out of the gate well, but all we're grading on a curve right now. Now, there there is a team that I'm going to take a little bit to the woodshed Uh-oh. right now. Uh-oh. And it's a team that actually won on Sunday, okay? But the reason why I am taking the Angels to the woodshed, by the way, the Mariners just won in extra innings. So the Mariners are in first place by themselves. You love extra innings. I love, I love it. I love that. God, God love the runner on second base crap in extra innings. The Angels won today, but here's why I'm taking to the woodshed. Why? The Angels have to put a contender on the field. They just have to. Mike Trout is back. He hit a couple home runs the other day. Mm -hmm. They still have Otani. He can hit. We can see he can hit. He can pitch. He saw I pitched a terrific game. And people are still not even burping them as a contender for one of the three wildcard spots, which is a travesty because baseball needs to promote its stars, put its stars in the spotlight. 
and to have another October come and go and Otani and Trout playing golf would be a disaster, okay? And so I sang the Angels' praises a Mm. couple of days ago when they went to Houston, Trout had to miss a couple of games, okay? Precautionary. He's back in the lineup now. But they they had to, to put him on the shelf for a couple of games. The Angels and the Astros, the who the Astros have just smacked the Angels around for the last couple of years. And without Sun Trout, them. without Trout, I'm thinking this is a sweep for the Astros. And the Angels took two out of three. And I thought to myself, okay, if the Angels are going to make a run at it this year, they've got to win those head-to-head games against the contenders. And mm-hmm. they got to beat the snot out of the bad teams. That's how you're going to do it, right? So they win two out of three on the road in Houston, came back to Anaheim to face the Baltimore Orioles, and they dropped the first two games against the Orioles, including a game where Trout hit two homers. And today, the Angels took a six-bagel lead on the Orioles. And the Orioles came all the way back to tie it. Now, the Angels did squeak out a win, but think about it. They had to scramble to not get swept by the Orioles right after showing lots of guts in Houston. And if you want to be a – look at on the one hand, you could say you look at the schedule, you have six games against the Astros and Orioles combined, and you split them. Well, look at that. you got to do more than that. If you want to be a contender, okay, and you have an easy – you just beat the team that's the defending American League champions. You showed guts. You showed chutzpah. You didn't lean on Trout. You didn't lean on Otani, okay? And then you come back to play the minor league Orioles and you and you have to scramble for one win? I'm sorry. I'm The reason why I'm mad is baseball needs the Angels to be good. And they can't do that if it's two steps forward, two steps back. That's how you become a 500 team. You know, and today Trout, what he got, he go, he went two for four. Otani went two for four. Adele hit a grand slam. Boom. And they, you know, they gave Suarez a six run lead in the first. He couldn't get out of the fifth. And Warren just does a disaster out of the bullpen. So I'm sorry. I know, I, I know it's early and it's ridiculous. But I want the Angels to be good. Now, yeah. You know, and, and I'm and this has been my TED talk. After a rant like that from Sully Baseball, I'm sure he needs some fuel. And the best place to get fuel is Built Bar because this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? You have to because they're protein infused with marshmallow, they're fluffy, they're delicious, and the reason why I love them is because like all Bilt Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and if you're craving something sweet but you also want to be a health-conscious person, Bilt Bar is the way to go. It tricks you. You think that you're eating a candy bar or a dessert when in reality, you're actually eating a protein bar. Low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for that keto diet. 
Just go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Man, what a rant, Sully. I mean, round of applause. I mean, very, very impassioned. I mean, I think you invoked a few emotions out of me. I might have even shed a tear, probably not. But I don't think the Angels, unfortunately, are going to go anywhere this year. I mean, I just look at that rotation. I don't see the horses. I mean, Syndergaard has looked pretty good so far this year. Otani, he's still trying to get back to his MVP form last year. He's starting a little slow. He had that start earlier in the week with 12 strikeouts. But he's been a little up and down, both at the plate and on the mound. So he hasn't exactly found his form just yet. But I look up and down that rotation, Sully. I just don't think I see the names. I just don't think I see the talent you're putting a lot on Otani's plate to step up and be uh an elite pitcher and Noah Syndergaard he hasn't had a lot of playing time really the last couple of years because of injuries so you're you're expecting a guy who's only gonna make 20 starts out of Otani and then you'll see how many starts you get out of Syndergaard and that's your basically your frontline rotation it's just not good enough if you're the Angels you hope the meters could break out as a pretty young guy and hopefully those offensive weapons that you got in Rendon and some other guys can hopefully wake up those at bats and maybe your offense could carry you a little bit here because still that Angels offense hasn't woken up yet Otani still hasn't woken up yet Mike Trout has gone off to a hot start but there's still a lot of bats in there like Anthony Rendon and Jared Walsh who could still have some uh who could still get on fire here um as the season you know progresses so I think maybe the Angels their their way to victory and making the making the postseason is probably through their offense because I don't think I see the horses in their rotation to carry them through a playoff series or a playoff run. Let me just throw a couple of names at you. Um Sean Manaya is pitching quite <laughs> okay. well for the Padres. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh Robbie Ray is pitching quite well for the Mariners. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. Uh Max Scherzer is pitching quite well for the Mets. Thank you very much. Bassett. So is Bassett. He's pitching quite well for the Mets. Thank you very much. Montez. Uh, those are just what? Frankie but, Montez. Just, but I'm just saying, let me just, brought, I brought those four names up specifically. Mm-hmm. What do all four of those names have in common? That you could have been acquired this offseason? They were all acquired in the offseason by teams yeah. other than the Angels. Yeah. And a couple of them were free agents. So, uh, you know, when you're saying, oh, go, well, they don't have the pitchers. Well, this is not a new narrative. Trout's been there over a decade. Yeah, it's like his 12th year. Yeah, this is not like, oh, it's just we'll get something around. You know, so, and right now, I mean, we're looking at the team. I mean, baseball wants to to celebrate its stars. You've been handed a, a player from Mount Olympus who's been placed in Anaheim or Los Angeles, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. And you can't, you've had over a decade to build a rotation around him. Now I understood that they backed up a bring for Garrett Cole and he didn't want to come there. Fine. Mm-hmm. Someone has to take this money. Robbie Ray. Scherzer, when Scherzer signed that huge contract, why could it have been with the Angels? I'm not even an Angels fan. I just want to see the stars in the postseason. Yeah. I see, like, there's a chance. Okay, well, wait a minute. No, no one's, the the Astros aren't grabbing the division by by the throat and running away with it. So maybe there's an opportunity. They, and they won a couple games. So the Angels are in first kind of early. They, hey, what if they, Get ahead. You know what happened in 2012 when a lot of people thought the Phillies or the Marlins or maybe the Braves or the Mets 
were going to be the best team in the National League East. None of those teams took the initiative, and the Nationals shot ahead and wound up winning the division handily. Thank you very much. That's how you have surprise teams. And they did, they've had years to put together a pitching staff, and now they come up and they have a, a guaranteed way to build upon what was a wonderful series in uh, in Houston against a garbage team. Sorry, Connor Newcomb. Your team stinks. Yes, they're one game ahead of the Red Sox. Guess what? The Red Sox aren't great shakes anyway. Everyone knows the, the Orioles are a 90-loss team this year. Yeah. I, 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 it gets me frustrated because, you know, we, we talked a little bit when I, I did a, a show with Scott Bentley of Locked on Tigers on yesterday's show, talked about Miguel Cabrera. The Tigers needed to put, if the Tigers had a decent bullpen in the early 2010s, they would have won at least one World Series, maybe two. And everyone in the world saw that, and they still didn't build a bullpen around it. Everyone since then, <laughs> you know, since then, they've, Mike Trout's been there in freaking Anaheim. They've had a decade to put a, a rotation around him. Yeah, he's been able to do it. He's been in purgatory basically for a long time. And it's not even just the guys you mentioned. You also don't uh, don't forget Carlos Rondon. He went to a California team, the San Francisco Giants. That was like a two-year, $44 million contract with a lot of options built in. Very team-friendly. You also had Kevin Gosman, who left the California team and went over to Toronto. So you could have had him for a nice five-year, $110 million deal. He's looked for, uh, phenomenal so far for the Blue Jays. So it's really been... Uh, you know, a, a real weakness for this Angels team we know for the last 10 years. I don't know why they haven't been able to address it. Like you said, they brought, you know, the bring trucks for Garrett Cole, but are they doing that for all these free agent pitchers? Are they picking and choosing who they want? Like, I don't understand why they basically haven't given out a big free agent contract since that summer, what, 10 years ago, where they locked up CJ Wilson and Albert Pujols at the same time. Like, basically, since that summer, the Angels are not a team that goes out there and spend money. Now, they went out there and got Anthony Rendon and gave him a fat contract last year, but there's red flags all over that deal as well. So, I'm not sure why they spend the money the way they do and why they only try to go after these really expensive contracts in their lineup. Not really try to address their rotation, which has been their biggest issue over the last decade. But hey, that's what the Angels want to do. And if Mike Trout wants to stay with, you know, the Angels and keep rocking with no pitchers, then I'm going to let him rock. But if he doesn't make the postseason again, and if he ends a career with one playoff career hit, then I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave Mike Trout's career feeling a little cold. And I might, I might call him overrated when it's all said and done. I, I know we got the crazy fault. stuff, but it's after his fault. After two decades, I don't care whose fault it is. Either you got the stats or you don't. Well, he's got the stats. Where the play- does have a team around him? He's got no playoff stats. I need what's his memory? Well, yeah, you but know, it's can- not his fault. But can you remember is anything? Solaire better than than Mike Trout because he's been in two World Series. Well, when Jorge Soler retires, I'm going to be like, man, I remember that run he had in the World Series. What are you going to remember from Mike Trout? What's his highlight or his legacy? Well, that's what not is his it? fault. I know, but there's nothing about him that's interesting. It's like, I, what do you want well, me to remember the, the, from his career? That's why I want to put a team around him. If I want you to know? remember Mike Trout, I got to go to baseball reference. There's nothing from a highlight footage that I'm going to see. There's no highlight reel that I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember when Mike Trout did that in a big game. There's nothing. It's all baseball reference and math and stats for Mike Trout. 
That's it for this edition of the Lock on Dimebacks podcast. Shout out to everyone who tuned in to today's pod. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. We're playing the LA Dodgers, so please be LA. Let's get the chance going. Follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. Go make your second listen of the day. Locked on MLB with my pal Sully Baseball. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!